0: Welcome to Book Pile Banter. This is Amberly and Kim. Sarah will not be joining us for our 24 short story countdown in the holiday season because creepy Christmas stories have burned her one too many times. However, we are here to discuss an array of Christmas ghost and folk tale stories leading up to Christmas Day. And we are on day 22 with the last drinks at Bondi Beach. This is by Garth Nix in It was in Christmas and other horrors. Garth is an Australian author best known for his young adult in children's literature, such as The Old Kingdom and The Seventh Tower. The plot for this one is once a year, a mother has to feed off one of her sisters or one of her children. Her last daughter is prepared to do anything necessary to not be her mother's last meal. Yes. It's Bondi. Bondi. Sorry.
1: Yeah, I just, it's, it's a famous beach in Australia. Bondi Beach. Yeah. Wow if i'm wrong correct me but yeah yeah i don't, I don't know yeah so what did you think very gayman interesting that's because... not what i was expecting you to leave okay. with <laughs> so, so what i mean by very gayman is you have um kind of like american gods where you have people who are drawn not people gods creatures, whatnot, creatures drawn from old-world-type environments and put into a new world and, and they adapt to that new world in order to survive. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. Now, as far as writing style and all of that, no. That's, right. That's why I was yeah, surprised no, when you were, like, payment no.
0: esque but I was like, okay, the you mean, like... The story right itself st- is st- very Story style. style, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. um, this actually is... It was kind of weird because it's, a, like, a conversation only. We're yeah. not really getting action. We are just getting told the story through conversation Mm -hmm. which can be done it's actually i remember in high school being taught with uh there's a south african story or set in south africa where two people are talking about like elephants and stuff and it's purely dialogue back and forth and and most teachers will do that to teach you how to uh,
1: in high school to teach you how to um write in ways where um you use descriptors to carry the conversation in between he said and, and she, she said. Yeah. Um so yeah, that that's a that's a a teaching thing that is done where you find those types of, of conversations in writing so yeah. that people can learn how to do it.
0: Yeah. And so that's what this one reminded me mm-hmm. of was very much that style, which was really off putting in the beginning. Because I had a really hard time figuring out initially where they were because i didn't know the author was australian i wasn't um yeah i don't know what something
1: told me well
0: one i know what bondi beach is yeah well at one point it eventually mentions i think australia but initially i couldn't figure out you know i know bondi beach i i knew as soon as i read the title of australia so then the little
1: hints about the bright sun and all of that yeah Uh, well in sydney oh Isn't okay sentence, sentence. okay so the garage car from the rock and sealers being hard to come by in
0: sydney yeah but it, it's still like i was okay now i remember cause it's, it's been a little bit since i read this and we actually recorded this episode i was thrown off as to what kind of creature they could be in australia right which is which is where I get the, the very esque yeah. part of it is is it, well
1: I I won't even say Gameon esque because because esque implies a writing style oh yeah very American gods to where you have that that displaced entity that is from ancient times yeah um sorry I just my children sometimes um <laughs> she put the cat food over there and
0: it's not in there tidy so. oh. <laughs> So it's driving me nuts now. However, I did once I got settled into the style, I was actually mildly fascinated by this almost vampire like creature mm-hmm. in Australia. Cause I was like, that just does not seem like the best place to be a vampire. Yeah, you can't
1: go out at night. You can't yeah. 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 Or not 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 go out at night. Uh, As explanation, because I have a feeling I'm going to say a lot of really stupid things. Um, it's Thanksgiving Day. We're, recording. we're recording this. Yeah. I've been cooking since whatever time this morning. Yeah. Um, to include late last night, and I'm I'm tired, and we're only part way through the
0: day. Yeah. But anyway, but yeah, so I, I I was like, well, this is a really strange and fascinating creature to put into this location, mm-hmm. and then the idea that her choice, she won't feed on humans. Yeah. Um, was also really interesting because normally when you think of vampires style, yeah. and I don't think she was supposed to necessarily be a vampire. I tried to like look up what kind of creature she was, but I couldn't find anything. So I think she is more of a like a I would think,
1: and and I'm not being specific on this. I'm yeah. being very general on this. Yes. More of a succubus type type thing where
0: you're you're feeding off the energy or whatever yeah. of another creature. Um. And it was fascinating, this idea that this creature ended up in a location where she can't easily access her food source.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And not only that, but she has a diminished food source that she is just further depleting in her hunger. Um, So the mother in this concept I thought was really interesting. And I almost kind of wish there was more descriptor because I would have liked I think for a purposeful short story.
1: And again, short story, isn't my favorite type of writing, but when it's done well, it's done pretty well. And I think this is a better one. One of the other two we've read so far was, was worse than this one. Whereas the other one was better. I can't yeah. remember
0: their titles. A uh, cold and widow walk.
1: You liked widow walk. Widow you walk is cold. better. This one than cold. Yeah. As far as putting them in order right now in my brain. Um, I don't I think the the descriptors would have um, I think they would have drawn away from the starkness that was meant to be this story. Um, I think it would have weighed it down. I think it would have almost required too much in order to to explain everything that was going on. Yeah um, so I, I think for the format that this story was intended to be.
0: Yeah, I get, I guess I get your point as to, in terms of the the descrip. Not as much description. I don't know. It just like it wasn't my favorite. Mm-mm. It was interesting. Wasn't my favorite, Mm-mm. and I don't know how Christmassy, wintry it felt. But again, it was Australian, which is a very I different. Say, I was gonna say. Australian Christmas this was hard
1: on Australian Christmas and I I think that's another component of it when you're making it a Christmas story but you're telling it from Australia's point of view Uh, Midsummer yeah they have a very different view of I mean I mean everyone's seen the iconic Santa on a surfboard that's you know one of the images they have is that Santa comes in on a surfboard oh Um, my god so any Santa in in board shorts
0: (laughs) so I have watched the children's show Bluey just young, young children's show Bluey because... Never even heard of it. Oh, come God, on. it's adorable. It's dogs in Australia, um, but they're humanized dogs. And they ha- they have Christmas episodes, and it is spend the day in the pool. It is, you know, yeah. Christmas is come Or Santa comes on the porch. Like, like, it's like a completely different concept. And so, like, that helped me with, like, processing. Which is really funny because
1: you... Did your youngest years on the island of Guam. Yeah. And we were literally, and this is New Year's Day, not Christmas, because we did Christmas in the house, but you were on the beach New Year's Day, um, you and Allie trotting off into the water, and I'm like pulling you back, saying, Okay, you can't just keep walking. there, <laughs> there is a limit here. Um, funny enough, just talked to Sarah about that this week as we were yeah. taking the train down to San Diego. But it, you know, it um it was a formative part of your younger years however you very much like the cold i do snowy uh cozy in the house fireplace type of christmas which is so.
0: really funny because i think that comes down to a nature versus raising situation and by by nature
1: well i i wouldn't <laughs> say that cuz i think nurture also i i i would have skewed towards cozy christmas cozy christmas rather
0: than our heritage leans us towards cozy christmas nothing uh, about our heritage screams sit on the beach (laughs) sit on the beach however you have sat on the beach yes in the
1: middle of of what would be winter Winter. um (laughs) for us
0: yeah yeah. no i love i love a more cozy christmas um which is part of what made the story kind of like i liked it because it was Different, right. and I really had to think about that difference. Um, but at the same time, I was like, This is not quite what I was anticipating, yeah. Which is where I almost liked cold a little bit more because the vibe of cold was more what I would expect for like a wintry apocalyptic setting versus this, yeah. which had like vampires but summer, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I
1: hear what you're saying, however, I do like experiencing different things when i read and so i did i did you don't really think of getting an australian Christmassy type story or even think about what you would expect within that story so to have one presented to you was nice was very nice
0: yeah
1: Um, and i liked the twist at the end i really liked the twist at the end we can't talk about it yeah yeah i mean we can yeah, yeah say it outright the the daughter um knows it's either her or her aunt and um that's going to get eaten by her mother and so the aunt and the daughter band together and turn it on the mother so yeah and feed her
0: human yep oh is that what they I, yeah 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 yeah. they better better oh, okay. human in fact i remember let me see here i don't know if i still have it to that spotify i'd moved on to the next one yeah it was it was um it was an
1: interesting story
0: was it? well oh, yeah it says this is not rika Gamor. this is mortal blood nothing more nothing more why have you brought me this this poison where is rika rika Gamor? rika Gamor walks the sands and drinks from the mortals she and her sisters made long ago so they need not feast upon each other so there need not be the bitter and animate animity among us i said that so wrong uh so a great bloated beast like you would not kill us all. Gamore told me mortal blood would weaken you. So yeah, she she fed her the thing that would make yeah, her. Yeah, well, and
1: then and then exposes her to the sunlight. Sun. which yeah. Everybody comes to the conclusion that means because of vampires you're
0: dead. So. Yeah, well, and and this almost makes me think um like like predecessor to vampires because it definitely doesn't ever explicitly say vampires but it definitely gives vampiric vibes yeah. with the blood and the sun and all of that kind of yep, stuff yep and i think the author in his notes yeah he's talking about you know he says i lived in an apartment on the headland at the northern end of Bondi Beach for several years and got to see firsthand tens of thousands of people who congregate on the beach in the park behind to celebrate Christmas Day, many of them British and Irish tourists. It occurred to me that if there were some entity who preyed particularly on people of this background, then Bondi Beach on Christmas Day would be like a penned shoal of fish to a shark. Add in the fierce sunshine of Australian summer Christmas, it seemed obvious to me that any such predator would either fear and shun the sun or love it, or maybe there would be two related predators yeah, so I, I quite liked him playing with the changes, but also like the idea that this entity clearly is supposed to come from the isles, yeah, um, and has moved here because that's when it needs to feed is when its sources are present. yeah. so
1: yeah. no, it, it, it it's an interesting little story. it It really is. And like I said, I thought it was well constructed,
0: yeah. N- not sure if there's beneath. like it's a very very short story it's only nine pages and it's mostly dialogues so i don't really know what else to discuss about it i, I don't think there really is much else to st- discuss about it it
1: it as we're because we're looking at two different books and yeah as we're looking at the two different books i am finding myself preferring the other one to this one But these are more contemporary stories rather than, so far, the ones in um, The Winter Spirits is
0: um, more, has more of a. um... Well, one is what I would say, I don't want to say American, but one I would say is, for lack of a better description, an American-oriented publishing. And the other one is a British-oriented publishing. Yeah. Well, and I was just looking at it, um, because we had to let the cat in <laughs> um so one is a very is a very american and the idea of it's it's a melting pot of different stories and inspirations across the world from an american publishing company and then the other one is very much like collecting the traditional british ghost story christmas victorian element by contemporary authors which, which is, is what, what you want i love and I, I don't know, because I know what what
1: it all ties back to, and and my British friends would all just roll their eyes because most, and I'm not saying all, most British don't like Dickinson. They or Dickens, Dickens. Dickens. Yeah, they don't they don't like that era of writing. They don't like the stories. They they think it's very um, stereotyping of their heritage, but. Th- <laughs> Those are my origins.
0: And though there is still, I think, in Britain, a love for eerie stories at night. It's a very European thing, honestly. The idea of it's very cold and dark outside. And yeah. at least back before there were TVs and stuff, the idea well, that you would scare yourself. Even stories in Europe, because um, one of the traditions of
1: Iceland is, uh, I think they call it book night.
0: Yeah, that's the American yeah.
1: translation or the English yeah, translation yeah, yeah. to it. Where for Christmas Eve, you exchange you exchange books and sit down and read. Yeah. Whatever book it is you you got from somebody else, you sit down and read a book that night.
0: You don't I love that idea. Yeah, that
1: yeah. You don't you don't turn on the TV and watch, you know, It's a Wonderful Life
0: or yeah. whatever you. You sit out and read a, a book. book. Yeah, and it which doesn't is, have to be Christmassy. It's just a book. And it's the longest night of the year, and yeah. in theory is what you're doing it for, because well, they do it for Christmas Day, but it probably had origins in Winter yeah. Solstice, which yeah. is the longest night. Um, so yeah, it's, but yeah, and I think I think so far with Christmas and other horrors, we haven't hit. That's w- the name of the book. Yeah. <laughs> um, we haven't hit the stories that I am looking forward to I'm looking forward to seeing what Stephen Graham Jones does Um, I'm looking forward to more of the Celtic Austrian Scandinavian stories that are hinted at in the introduction as being in the book I think so far oddly enough we have pulled the stranger story um so, it'll be interesting to see what else comes up, and I, I I feel like there's probably a hidden contender in there, just because, like I said, I think we talked about it last time, just looking at the cover, I can see Krampus. Yep. Um, it's like, there is, is, I feel like there's something that's gonna be coming through. Um, there might also be a Jewish one. Yep. Because it looks like Menorah. menorah. Um... So like i don't know i'm hopeful can i just say that i love the fact that
1: krampus is becoming quite the thing oh it
0: is yeah i I love i love
1: the idea of krampus i know everyone thinks krampus is demonic but that is that is not what krampus is um and i love i love watching the krampus (laughs) parades on tiktok (laughs) as the krampuses run around and beat people with switches Um, (laughs) but that's not demonic it's
0: not demonic. No, no, I know. <laughs> My something isn't demonic. <laughs> it's such a German way to encourage good behavior yes, in others. Yes. <laughs> Watch what'll happen to you if you don't. <laughs> um, but it's funny because it's not the only like, only culture that has that. There is also the um oh I can't think of their names. <sighs> or like the the like the sons. There's like thirteen sons, um that will come into a house and like take things and move things and destroy things and, like, all of that kind of stuff. Um, God, I can't remember what they're called, and it's going to drive me nuts. Anyway. Anyway, uh, so any other final thoughts on this story? No, no. Okay, well, then, on that note. Oh, oh, Oh. no. Did you stop? No. No. It's funny. So
1: Sarah and I went down to San Diego, and we met Martha Wells. Yeah guess what book was sitting on display in the bookshop we were in Christmas
0: and other horrors. Yep. yep. Yeah. I'm
1: like, it's haunting me. It's haunting me. <laughs> Sarah thought that was pretty funny. And she's like, you're the one who signed up for it, which, you know, yeah, is Sarah. Yeah. But anyway, I, I just thought I'd mention that,
0: you know, we're not the only ones touching this book. Oh no. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, I'm curious to see if it, it's popular. Um, this editor. So this is edited by Ellen Datlow. And she actually, before this one, did a collection of short stories that are all Shirley Jackson inspired. Ah, yeah. So it's modern authors doing their take on Shirley Jackson. Ooh, that maybe. was so well received that then she got approval to do this one. Well, maybe we do that one at a later date. Maybe I don't think we could get Sarah to do it. So I met you and I continuing this kind of little. Okay. Short thing. All right. So then, on that note, our intro and outro music is by Howard Harper Barnes and is called A Snowflake's Tale from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Book Pile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. And don't forget, we'll be back tomorrow with the next short story.